Today's scripture is a known scripture from 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8 through 16. Hear the word of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go now to Seraphath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there, for I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Seraphath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a little cake of it and bring it to me, and afterwards make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal will not be emptied, and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she as well as he and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. The word of God for us this morning. We're celebrating Veterans Day, and it's a great day for us to just remember those who have served our country in military service, those of whom so much has been requested and required. For as you know, to serve in the military, often you give some of the best years of your life. They get them when they're young, right? A lot of people enter the service in their 20s at the prime of their life and give to their country so that others can enjoy the freedoms that we share today. Today, we just have to be grateful for every veteran that has ever served. Because if it wasn't for them, we might not have the freedom to worship as we do today. We might not be able to gather together and praise God in the way that we do. And if you don't believe it, all you have to do is look around in other countries where that freedom is not there. And people have to hide out in order to worship God. Some of you are old enough to remember a time when military service was not optional. Y'all remember the draft? Some of you remember the draft. For the younger folks, when you turned 18, you could get a little slip in the mail that basically said, congratulations, you have been drafted to serve in the military. Show up at this place at this time to begin your service. It was a difficult time in our country, a time of war. People were needed to serve in the military in order to fight. And people were, if you will, drafted into service and called up to active duty. 
Nowadays, military service is optional. And you can only really be called up if you're in the selective service or the reserves, you know, or, or you retired and get called back. But at that time, that wasn't the case. I mean, if you were of age, it could call you into service. I say all this because today in our scripture, we're hearing about a woman who was basically going about her life, doing her everyday stuff. And God calls her to active duty. God basically calls her to active service. Hers was not a military call, but lives were at stake. Hers was not a call to pick up weapons, but there were tools to be used because she had a specific task to do. Hers was a tour of duty like no other. But it was God who was calling her to that tour of duty. The only catch is God didn't tell her himself. He sent Elijah to do that job. And so we hear that Elijah shows up at the city gates of Seraphath. And the widow is there collecting sticks to be able to prepare a meal for herself and her son out of the last little bit of meal and oil that she has at home. What you need to know is that there was a famine and a, a lack of water at the time. There was a drought going on. Water was scarce. Food was scarce. And here comes Elijah, and he meets this woman gathering sticks, and he goes, get me a little water to drink in a vessel. And you can only imagine how this request must have gone over with her. He might as well have asked her for gold or jewels. Because at a time of drought, asking somebody for water, that's asking a lot. But the scripture says that the woman started to go to, to get this water, even though she was a widow, even though she was of meager means, even though she probably had every reason to say, I don't have it, she started to go to get water for Elijah. I got to imagine that she saw in him something special, that she must have recognized that this was a man of God, that this was somebody who, who she needed to respond to. But as she's walking off to go get that water, Elijah stops her and says, by the way, can you bring me back a little bite to eat? This is a widow. Just bring me back something to eat. Well, we don't know what she was thinking, but I'm sure she had some choice words in her mind. For this Elijah man who showed up asking for food out of a widow who was about to be out of everything. It must have been a difficult time for her. But she understood what it meant to give. Our veterans know what it means to be called upon to give of themselves in a big way. Think about what happens when somebody enters military service. They leave family behind. They put careers on hold. 
They put having family sometimes on hold in order to do what? To give of themselves for the greater good of the country. Many of them understand what sacrifice means and what service means. And one of the things that we know from our servicemen and women is that service always demands sacrifice, and sacrifice always means that there's a price to be paid. Sometimes it's time, sometimes it's health, and sometimes it can be the ultimate sacrifice of giving your life for your fellow human being. Well, the woman was going to get the water, get stopped. He asked for food, and she, she had to say something at this point because she knew what she had and what she didn't have. She says, as the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked. There's nothing made. We don't have any leftovers at home. There's no, no, no food waiting for me. All I have is a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. And I am gathering a couple of sticks to prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Sounds dramatic, doesn't it? That we may eat it and die. But it sounds dramatic to us because we know where our next meal is going to come from. We know what we're going to have for lunch and probably even for dinner. And you might have even planned for Monday meals. But what would it be like to understand that you're about to go home to eat your last meal and be completely out of everything? To know that when your child asks you for food tomorrow, you will have to say, I have nothing to give you. See, we can't even relate to that in this country. We have such abundance and such blessing. I get horrified when I hear the stories of kids in Venezuela starving because there's not enough food. Knowing that there just isn't enough supply for them to have enough to eat. And in a time of drought, like the one in which this woman was living, everything becomes scarce. Without water, you can't grow crops. Without crops, you can't keep livestock. Without livestock, there's no meat for the table. It is a cycle that begins with a lack of water. And the drought was severe. But have you ever been in that position? It's hard for us to even understand. We, we have 401ks and IRAs and Savings plans, if worse came to worse, we would find something to eat with, right? It'd take a long time before we would miss a real meal. But this woman had nothing. Have you ever been in the position of being tested where you thought, I can't do this? There's just no way. I'm being tested beyond what I think I can handle, and there's no way I can do it. See, the widow was ready to quit, not because she wanted to quit, but because she didn't have anything to continue with. She didn't have the resources in her own understanding to be able to feed herself and her son. And the thought of it must have grieved her terribly. She must have been beside herself as she gathers those sticks. And here's Elijah saying, 
Go feed me. Make me something. And I want you to hear Elijah's words because they're so important for us today. Excuse me. <coughs> Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said. Make food for you and for your son. But first, first, make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterwards, make something for yourself and your son. For the Lord, the God of Israel, has said that the jar of meal will not be emptied and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain. Upon the earth. <clears throat> Fear is the great paralyzer in our lives. When you get afraid, you won't move. You won't go forward or backwards or sideways. You will just stay stuck. The fear of not having enough is almost always present in our mind. Even when we have a lot, we count our resources to see if it'll be enough to do even more. And they say the more you make, the more you spend. Have you ever noticed that? I remember when I was starting off that I could make it on ramen noodles and a, a few bucks. And even though I'm making a lot more than I did back then, it always seems like it runs out. And fear sets in. The fear that we'll run out like the widow had that fear. And it was a real fear. We fear debt collectors will come for us if we don't pay. We fear that if we don't do the right things, we might lose everything and everything might come crashing down. Have you ever been afraid of losing it all? Of something happening, of illness, of loss of job, of loss of everything because of one tragic incident? The widow truly was afraid and she did not know what tomorrow would bring for her. And even though you and I think we know what tomorrow will bring for us, the reality is that we don't know. The reality is that it's all always in God's hands at the end of the day. We don't know what tomorrow brings. Only God knows. She also didn't know if this man who was requested this could come through for her. He was giving her a word of prophecy. If you do this, if you give me the first part, you will have enough for you and your son. She didn't know if he could come through with that promise. For all she knew, he was just another scammer trying to get her to give her something for free. Boy, we have that fear too that somebody's going to take advantage of us. But Elijah instructed her, if you do this, your meal will not run out and your oil will not run out until it rains again on the earth. But you have to go and do as you planned, but you got to first make me a cake and bring it back. 
and then go make one for yourself and for your son. Boy, it's hard to give the first part when you don't know if you're going to have enough afterwards. Isn't that contrary to how we normally handle things? We normally handle things by adding everything up, and if we have left over, then we give, or then we do, or then we plan. But we don't give off the top because that requires faith. It requires risk. It's just not typically how we handle things. And I'm sure that she probably thought to herself, look, buddy, I should go make some for myself and my son, and then I'll bring you some if we have left over. But because of the words of Elijah that said that she needed to do it in the other order, she decided to do it as Elijah has said. She decided to believe the word of God would be faithful. She decided that the prophecy applied to her. And she went and gave the first to Elijah, which was really to God. She was giving it to God and saying, God, I'm going to trust you with this. And I'm going to do as you have commanded and the scripture says that she made it for Elijah and she and her son ate. And this went on for days. Because she honored God first. Her oil didn't run out and her meal did not run out. And she was probably the only person in all of the land praying that it would not rain. Because the Lord said, as long as it doesn't rain, I'm going to keep filling those up for you. She was eating, and her whole household was eating because God was providing. And the prophecy said, until it rains again. So she was probably going, Lord, let it not rain today either because you're providing food for my table. She was probably the only one. Everybody else had billboards out, pray for rain. And she was the only one going, Lord, just keep it dry. Keep it going. Because she was seeing the miracle of how God was providing, but it required her to first give God the first things. Not just once, but every day. Every single day, she had to keep doing that. Every day, Elijah hears your, your bread. And then going back and making for herself and her son. The widow was invited, as we all are, to test God and take God at his word. And the question becomes, do we trust that God is enough? Do we trust that God truly provides? Do we trust that God has a plan? Because let me tell you, when we apply our math and our understanding to things, it never adds up. I can tell you time and time again where my math said I was going to be low for the month and somehow God provided and God gets creative and he does it. And you don't know how it happens sometimes. When I realized that, for example, we lived on one salary for eight years one salary for eight years, and that a church salary. I look back and I go, how in the world did we do that? The math doesn't add up. 
but it was because God was faithful and God provided. I grew one of the biggest gardens I have ever grown during that time. I mean, I had squash and zucchini this big. It's ridiculous. It was God. But this scripture challenges me every single day because like most of us, I know the basic math doesn't add up. I understand income versus outcome. I know that expenses can be greater than income sometimes. And in my own life, I have seen bills come and mount up. And I know how the world works, so you got to pay your bills or you end up in trouble. But that's when I am reminded of the God in who I believe. The God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The God who can rain even food from heaven. The God can provide, that can provide any need if we trust him. Elijah, before this widow fed him, was being fed by birds that dropped food on him every day. God can do that. He can do that. He can rain manna. He can rain birds from the sky if you need some meat. He can make water pour from a rock. But do we believe that? I also know that the God in whom I believe takes care of the birds of the sky and the lily of the valley and the grass that grows. And if he takes care of that part of his creation, why would he not take care of me? God has promised us that if we honor him with the best of what we have, he will always honor us and take care of us. We won't run out. It doesn't mean that we will always have everything we want, but we'll definitely have what we need. And God will provide as he always has. The widow ate for so many days, and the jar and the jug never emptied. How is your jug and your jar looking today? Is it running low? Have you continued to be faithful to God despite of that? Or have you been holding back because you're worried about running out? The word of God is faithful and never fails. If God commands you to do something, he will provide the means and the way to do it. But in the meantime, you are invited to honor him with the first things, with the best you have to offer. God expects us to do this all the time, day after day after day. Not to pick and choose the days in which we trust him, but to trust him every single day of our lives. And here's the challenge for us. Test the Lord. And see if he will not bless you for your obedience and your faithfulness and provide for your need. Test him as the widow did that kept going back to that jug and that jar every day, trusting that God had supplied it. Test the Lord and see if he will not blow you away with the ways in which he provides for your needs. May God help us to be in active duty to the kingdom when he calls. Let us pray. 
Lord, I just thank you. I thank you because you invite us continuously, O oh Lord, to trust you. To trust you not only with our lives, but with our resources, with our monies as well as our talents, with our time as well as our health. You ask us, O oh Lord, to learn to trust you in all things. We ask, O oh Lord, that we will be able to learn from the example of this widow, that as she trusted you day by day, we will wake up each morning ready to trust the Lord, ready to trust that you will lead us, ready to trust that you will provide for us, ready to trust that you have called us to give you the best that we have. We thank you, O oh Lord, for the opportunity to be in your service and to be active in your kingdom. We ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.